I am here. There's one of you, and guess who we're waiting on? Always. That's just, it's broken record, Chris. He's always <laughs> pushing everybody, come on, let's go, let's go, man, and then he's never here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, did you all uh, get any training in today? Uh, no. Uh, today and yesterday and today was uh, just package, packet pickup, or actually packet turn in. Um, uh, it's just one of those necessary evils. Uh, mm-hmm. We got, we're good. We're going to start uh, later this week. Um, but I'm, I can't, I can't go all in. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't know. Nobody knows. In fact, on the way home today. Um, hey, there he is. Hey, um, going on, guys. The board's going to meet again October, October, geez, August 18th. And, uh, yeah. That's when Dr. Polio is going to recommend, and the board's going to vote on it. And just listening to the meeting tonight, it was a working group meeting. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it just, it's it's not sounding promising at all. And yeah. that's why I'm, I made a comment. Kevin Wheatley reports for WDRB. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, evidently, there have been coaches, people, I'm assuming coaches, have been lobbying board members to um, push to have a season. And yeah. I, I thought you got to be kidding me. You're actually people. Are, there's coaches actually doing that, and I thought, yeah, yeah, there's some that are doing that. I'm sure there are. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, you know, um, uh, it's it's a breath of fresh air to see some coaches that are taking all this into consideration, taking it seriously. I'm going to give a shout out to Ohio County. Uh, their coach is a great guy. Um, they um, they've chosen not to come to the King of the Bluegrass Cup this year. Um, out of out of uh, concerns of spreading the virus um down where they're at is pretty close to a pretty big hot spot in hopkins county and uh they they chose to not come and spread the virus so good for them um so but the good news is is that you know what's today august uh, uh i don't even know today's the fourth fourth yeah. today's august 4th we still at this point we still have a season there's still a season in front of us so we didn't think we'd be here two weeks ago so that's the good news. So let's, we'll just keep, I guess, uh, keep uh, following the crumbs until we we get an answer. Mm-hmm. That's so, all we can so do. That's all we'll do. Chris, how's it going today, my man? Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. Just patiently waiting for some Champions League to start here on Friday. Yeah. Hey, I got I to gotta ask, how many uh, jerseys have you bought in the last two weeks? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Well, I just got those two, and I'm thinking about buying the new away kit. <laughs> All new right, away jersey. Uh, do, it, do it now while you're young. That's Chris. all I'm gonna tell you. Chris, <laughs> Chris, Chris. So, so. Jay, you should have reworded that question to say, "How many kits worth buying are you gonna get?" Oh well, oh, there's oh, that. Oh. There's that. Oh, Whatever. that hurt. You know, Byron, better be careful. Actually, all teams need to be careful about this one round. Oh, you lose your out. It's kind of uh, out a little bit. I love that. I mean, because think about it. You get to the quarterfinals. There's no, you know, if you have a bad first leg, oh, we'll get him in the second leg. No, <laughs> you have a bad game, you're gone. So I kind of like that format. I know they're forced into it, but uh, it's it's going to be interesting games. Really interesting. Yeah, it'd be more intense. Oh, absolutely. Always the I think the first game's always intense, but it'd definitely be even more. So. Well, there you go. Chris, uh, right now I was just talking to Coach Carrillo about uh, the prospects of there still being a season. Um, so we'll see. But as of now, as of now, we're as of now, it looks like there will be a legit regional tournament. There won't be uh, – I don't think we'll have a Bullet Central and North Bullet Regional final. Uh, uh, so you don't have to blow up Twitter that day. So <laughs> I, I – I know you're losing sleep over it. I'm, you're, you can sleep. You can sleep easy, Chris. Yeah, it's gonna be it, all right. Who knows what's gonna happen? If 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 anybody has a season, I'll be shocked. Let's just say that. Now, somebody, I, somebody's gonna have a, there'll be there'll be different school districts. It's gonna be a mess. There's gonna be different school districts that um, that decide to call it a day, and there'll be some that go all the way through, and that's what we're gonna see in in October and November. And right, I mean that's that's unfortunate. Just think, if, if one person tests positive, you have to shut everything down. And that's going to happen with a lot of teams. Well, uh, you know, at that point, Hopefully, we're relying on but... at that point, we're relying on people to do the right thing. And, um, mm-hmm. 
that can be that can be a tall order. I mean, if we've got coaches begging the board, lobbying the board to have a season right now, um, just imagine what it looks like in other places that maybe aren't taking it as seriously. Oh, speaking of that, did you read about Colorado State University football today? Not yet, no. Oh my goodness! Um, players are being are are saying that um, if they uh, like opt out or don't want to play or or if they test positive for what example, their their playing time is going to be taken you know taken away or held against them for being sick. Oh, oh yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Did you read that, that I, Chris? No, I didn't see that. I did yeah, I looked that up later. Georgia, they opened schools back up, and, it, and that looked like a disaster. Oh, I saw that picture. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> that was that was uh, bad. That was really bad. That one needs to be captioned. Duh. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine what it's like in Florida right now. I have no plans on going there anytime soon. Probably never. Well, uh, I don't know, man. They're um, – I don't uh, – Just entitled it for the most part. Yeah, it's entitled, man. It's people trying to live their lives and not live in fear. But, um, you know, uh, you can do that until it's uh, – you can do that until it's knocking on your door. So, exactly. Mike – Mike Tyson always said, "Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth." Exactly. So, How so many we'll people see. have you seen on social media? People that you know um, that are they spend every day trying to disprove everything that's going on. I mean, <laughs> it's it's mind boggling. It's a lot of people I know that didn't give a crap about science or history class. I know that. So, oh, um, yeah, which, right. hey, you know, hey, I want to hear what you have to say. You know, <laughs> so. All right, well, Chris, let's go ahead. Let's get the show on the road. I'm, uh, oh, I, I do have an announcement to make. Big okay. announcement. So uh, there's a podcast, a soccer podcast here in town. It's uh, listed a few episodes today. It's worth checking out called Hot Brown Soccer Town, right? And uh, I'm going to be uh, guesting on there on uh, uh, Robin Robin Pryor's show, Hot Brown Soccer Town, uh, Thursday night. So cool. Uh, yeah. So give that give that give that a listen. I just heard of that a few days ago. I did. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, give that a listen. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I'm anxious to. I'm anxious to be a part of that. So, is that going to be on Spotify or? Yeah, she's got it on Apple. So that oh, might Apple? be one of the questions I have for her. How do you get this over to Apple? But we're right. working on it. So we're working on. It. I may just sit down tomorrow finally and just set up set up camp and try and get that figured out so we're we're chris we're in a good spot with this there's no reason for us to rush this and everything yeah we, we'll just, eventually... got, we just got shirts yeah. that came in today so shirt shirt we got merchandise yeah. we got merch so <laughs> um we got merch so we're i'm excited about that but uh, we're right where we need to be we're um we'll just got to stay patient stay the course tread some water and uh we'll get where we need to be with it so um no panic all right, so let's go on and get into what we're discussing. Now, is, is today the eight-year anniversary of this game? Or is... Oh, dude, I don't know. <laughs> Let me look. Yeah. I got, uh, no, we're no. about a, uh, a week, a week and a, a little over a week away on that. So, okay. Um, God, it's been eight years. Yeah. All right. Time flies. So, we're talking about Fairdale 5, Butler 0. Now, I guess mm-hmm. we start off with the obvious question. Why are we talking about this game in particular? Well, all right. So, I think we're talking about this game because I believe I, this. I'm going to sound like I'm giving our program way too much credit, but I think if you sit down and think, it's arguable, um, and that's what we do on the show. It, it brings up question discussions that can bring a debate. Um, but we're talking about this game because I believe this was the night that the competition level in the sixth region went up. Um, I think there was this jolt of electricity that went through the region that night, and. That and that just told teams that they better they needed to up their game, um, and I know that's a bold statement, but I'd circled that game against Butler as the night where everything would change for our program in the entire region. Um, if we beat Butler, that would bring a lot of attention to our program. Um, our boys saw that opportunity as well and jumped on it, um, and so I think that's one of the reasons that I think that's one of the reasons we're talking about it is for for our program when you're trying to build a program. Every coach has that game where they got to get over the hump. They beat somebody that that raises and that raises the expectation level. And in this case, it was us beating Butler. So um, that's 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 mostly why we're talking about this game. Okay, so what what were you expecting going into it? 
Well, I didn't know. I mean, I was still relatively new with the team and everything. I know that night before, we won a hard-fought game with Bullet East, 3-2. Um, to two. And I knew we needed to win that game in order to be excited for the Butler game. And after we won, it was a real dramatic win. We came, we were down twice in that game and came back and won 3-2. And after the game was over, I told the boys, all right, that was the warm-up. Tomorrow night's the party, you know. Let's go and let's go and beat Butler and let's uh let's let's raise some eyebrows. Let's take this region over, and that's you know. So what I was expecting was what I had in my mind. The best case scenario was where we just you know just came out and just uh, dominated the game. And uh, when you have kids like Eric Franco and Muhammad Hussein and Dennis Mercer Hitch, Muhammad Mukoma, Ben Avalos, I mean we were loaded. It, it's not a stretch to think that you can do that. So. All right. Yeah. Uh, really, you want to add anything? What you remember? Uh, I, well, I, when I knew I was going to be on for this, I had to start digging back into uh, the records just to see what uh, who played that night. Because honestly, I had forgot most of it. But other than you know, we just we had no answer that night. We just didn't. Um, and it wasn't you know for us not taking them. Seriously, but we at that time, Butler, like Jay, you were like fixated on like trying to get to a point to get people to take you serious. Butler was at that point to take, you know, for example, try the level of playing ground with the the manuals and the males. Right. That's where that's where we were, and yeah. um, I, I just I, it's not that we didn't take anybody serious that wasn't male or manual. We were so focused on trying to close the gap on those two schools at right. that time. <clears throat> and we just weren't ready. And that, that was, that was our first game of the season. I didn't know much. I think, but Jay, was that your first year there or second year there? That was my first year. Yeah. I, I mean, the last couple of years we'd played you guys before that. I mean, mm-hmm. they weren't, you know, blowouts. Or I think we, I think we won one, maybe two. I don't know. I, I, I think the year before you all beat Fairdale five to four. Okay. So it was a shootout. And, and I don't, I guess I, I just, I didn't know. Like, yeah, I heard your name. I'm like, who's he, where is he from? I'm like, well, okay. I didn't, I, I don't know. We didn't take him lightly. We just, we weren't ready for what we walked into. I can tell you that. We walked into a bus all that night in Fairdale and um, we just weren't ready. I, I mean, I don't remember anything from that game at all that was <laughs> even a little bit positive. I remember being on her heels um, and just trying to stop the bloodletting that was going on on our side because we just – I don't know what happened. I really don't know. First game, Jim, I don't know. I think I started three seniors that year, Mm -hmm. that night. Um, It was just a really, really weird night for a couple of other reasons. I had some things happen at halftime um, that had never happened before, and that really just – I'm like, well, I kept saying to myself, "Why is this happening now?" So, um, and they, I don't know. It was just, it was a game that we were not prepared for. Obviously, you guys were just, I mean, you jumped in our shorts and never, just, you never let us breathe. And I mean, right. I, I, I don't remember ever really getting a chance to just take a breather. I, 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 that's all I remember, just being smothered. Yeah, we. Um, I mean, again, it helps. You got Eric Franco in the midfield. Um, that's a that's going to help out a lot. And I just remember in that game, Eric, he won so many 50-50 balls. And in the first half, he'd win a ball. And this was our game plan all year, all that year. And, you know, it's it's evolved a little bit since then. But our, that year, it was, it was very – we had a lot of depth. So I told the boys, let's keep the defense spread out. Let's play the ball wide. We had the athletes to do it. And Eric would win a ball. And he'd play one uh, out uh, out on the right to uh, Caleb. And Caleb scored two goals in the first half. And I don't know if Caleb scored two. He probably scored two more goals that season. But I don't know if he did, you know, had a product as that productive a half. Mm-hmm. And um, with about six minutes to go, and this is when I knew I was like, okay, this is going to this. I think this is going to go our way tonight. With about six minutes to go in the first half, Mario, your outside fullback over on that far side. Uh, Caleb had another ball played his way. And that poor kid. Uh, on, on that poor outside fullback, I don't know his name. I don't I can't remember his number. 
Um, but he, the look on his face was like, not again. And he had to turn and run, <laughs> turn and chase again. And I was like, I looked at our guys. I was like, we're going to win this tonight. This is, this is going to happen. And, uh, that's, that's what you strive for. And, um, you know, in the second half, we had the defense spread out by that point, and and uh, Dennis and Moo were able to take over. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I'm looking at the record for that year, and you know, I'm, I'm maybe we're going to talk for it, maybe we weren't, but I'm going to fast forward to the uh, region game this year. We back at Fairdale again in October. We lost that one, yeah. four to one. Yeah, wasn't much different. Um, um, I mean, I know we got one, but it, I just don't remember that game being. A whole lot different than the one in the August. Yeah, um, I will say that night. I'm, I remember. I think I was one of the last people to leave the stadium that night. Mm-hmm. And we had a decent. I think we finished ten ten that year. It was okay. It was a decent year, but it's not what I wanted. Right. We're laying on the bench, visitors' bench, looking up at the night sky and thinking, "Okay, you got two choices to make here. You can either just say, you know what, I'm done.'" This is never going to get any better. Or you can just quit the pity party, do what you know you have to do, and take this program to where it can be. Right. And of course, I chose the latter. It took a couple more years to really get it going. Yeah. But it exploded in 2016. And man, good Lord. Right. Um, it, it took, I'll be honest with you, Jay. I, I have Fairdale that season of 2012 to thank for kind of lighting a fire under my rear end to really reassess a lot of things, not just with my players, but with me. You know, I, I, I did a complete, you know, you know, rundown, overview, everything about what we need to change. And, yeah. um, it, it, and sometimes that's what it takes. And I, if it hadn't been for that, I don't know. I don't know if we'd be where we are today, but I, I've got Iroquois for what they did to me for those years, mm-hmm. 12s and 2011s, and then you guys, in 2012 for those two games, we just um, – I thought, if I don't get my stuff together, I'm going to be on the outside looking in at Fairdale, and I've got to do right. something. So I have you guys to thank for uh, yeah. pushing us out like that. We um, – you know, we I, I, a couple of weeks ago I mentioned that, you know, when we got upset by Holy Cross two years later, that was kind of my same moment of, okay, it's time to – it's time to reevaluate and let's make some changes. Uh, I think every coach goes through that. I think they they, they get – you know, they either have that heartbreaking loss that they didn't think they would have to suffer or they get, um, you know, they run into a buzzsaw, like you said. I think every coach oh. has to go through that. And I tell you what, if a coach – I would challenge this right now. If a coach hasn't gone through that in the last five years, you've got to ask yourself, how much are you really challenging yourself and your kids? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, you've got to – you've got to have those valleys. Um, you have to. And you've got to be in the deepest part of it and dig your way out. And to really appreciate what you've done and figure out where you need to go. So absolutely, very right. And that's why that's why I say I feel like the competition level went up that night. I don't know if Fern Creek how much. I I feel like at that point in the season we probably would have beaten Fern Creek, and then uh, you know, but after Labor Day they, uh, you know, then they got really hot in October and they were off to the races for like the next four years. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I guess, again, I may be giving too much, I may be giving too much credit to the whole game, to that one night, but, um, I really felt like the competition level went up in the region after, at, after that point, but, um, and I'm willing to be told otherwise, that's fine. But, well, um, you know, that was, that was the first year, um, that the region six, okay. You guys were region seven. I didn't realize this until I before that. Right. Right. Yeah, and that, so this is the first year 2012 was as we, as we know it today. That's when that started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that was the first year we were in the district. I believe, I think that was the first year we were in the district as it is now with Valley and PRP. Yeah, and that's the, the district across. line next year. That's what I was getting ready to say. Because um, be in Region 6 before that, and they took them out. And yeah. And here's, some, and here's something else to think about, guys. You know, Butler's a traditional school. Fern Creek's a traditional school. So it would be easy to expect those two programs to – and I know more is as well, but um, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a list of the Title One schools in front of me, but I feel like sometimes Fairdale, one area, area I don't want to sit here and sound like get, get enough credit, but um, as far as the Title One schools go, the non-traditional schools, um, I feel like our, with our program being successful, it showed other schools, hey, if you have 
a coach in place that's going to bring organization and discipline and everything, there are other Title I schools that can pull this off as well. And um, so now I just feel like now, especially this coming year, if there's a season, I feel like we're going to see a little bit more um, a little bit more competition for the regional title. I think you could have a, easily have a handful of schools that could that could win it. For sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But anyway, all right, what else we got, Chris? Okay. Um, so, Carrillo, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but besides Fern Creek, this was the only six-region team to keep Butler scoreless in the past decade, right? Or was it Iroquois too? Mm, you know, I'd have to go back and look. I wouldn't be shocked if Iroquois in in those middle, uh, the 20, uh, 2010, 2011, it wouldn't shock me if they held us. They had some really good teams in those years. Mm-hmm. Um, Fern Creek, I'm not shocked they kept me scoreless because they, those four years John had that team, that guy, those guys were just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Fairdale did that too. So, yeah, I think you're right, Chris. Uh, I, it, it, the, Iroquois, if there was a third team, Iroquois would have been in, and I'd have to go research. But not, I don't think too many have done that other than those – at least those two, maybe three. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. We had uh, we had Muhammad McComa, Ben Avalos, Monty Weston, Zach Bertiller on the defensive end that year. I mean, we had a good defense. I mean, it was – gosh, Fern Creeks was probably – I know they they allowed a little bit – a few more goals than we did. But um, – those two strong defenses and two of the strongest defenses in the state that year. Uh-huh. So nothing to sneeze at. Okay. Let's move on here. So why did you take and post a picture of the scoreboard and would you do it again? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I need to talk about that one too. Go ahead. Jay. <laughs> uh, you know, I had a program to promote. Um, I, had, I had a culture to build. Um, I needed the school to get behind me and believe in me and say, Hey, this guy's all in on soccer. It's not just some teacher that we threw into a spot. This guy's all in. Let's invest. Um, and I just wanted to send a message to the rest of the region that we were taking, you know, in my opinion, we were trying to take over. I had this huge, as you all understand, I had this huge chip on my shoulder. Okay. I need to give context to the situation. Chris, I told y'all, I told you some of the stories last week, right? Yeah, I still can't believe some of it. But. And, hey, guess what? I'm not even halfway done. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. So given mm-hmm. what I was coming from, um, <laughs> and I'll talk about that here in a second, I had this huge chip on my shoulder, and I wanted the world to see it. It wasn't – you know, if we had – if it had been male that night, I would have done the same thing. If it had been – you know, just anybody that I felt like we were punching upwards towards. Because, Mario, you're right. You bring up that y'all were trying to close the gap with manual and mail and everything. Uh-huh. I viewed you, I viewed Butler as, you know, anybody in the region, right? If Butler is having a down year in any sport, if your school beats them in something, it's worth talking. Hey, we beat Butler. I mean, that's just that's just a, a South End thing. It's a sixth region. I don't know. But it's to me, it's, it should be made as a big deal. And, um so that's mostly why I took a picture and posted it. I got stuff to promote here. So that's where I was at with it. Oh, I'd have done the same thing. If it, if I'd done that to mail or manual back then, <laughs> I know I would have done that. So Yeah. I um, mean, you're punching upward. Oh, absolutely. Well, actually, talking about that picture, um, the very next year you guys came to our place. Uh-huh. And I took my team into the gym before we came out in the field. And I showed him that picture. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody over the summer that year, late in 2013, presented me with a picture they said that came from one of your social media files. And it was a picture of uh, Calvin um, You're kidding. Doing, doing things to a, a butler bee. <laughs> My sister, my sister made me a Christmas present that year. She said, "Who's your biggest rival?" And, I, and I, me being t- new to Fairdale, I said, "I had Mario. I had no idea what she was going to do." And I said, "Well, I mean, I like to think Butler, but I guess PRP." But okay, Butler, and she went and made that. So, <laughs> what well, does she yeah. made? I missed that. I'll, I'll, I'll have to show it to you, Chris. It, it, it's it's. <laughs> uh, it's so okay, okay. So, Chris, you ever been driving down the road? You see one of these trucks that's got um got Calvin peeing on a Ford logo or a Chevy logo. Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. This one had a, had a, had a, well, a, it's a Butler B, but you know, it kind of looks like, oh. kind of looks like the Red Sox. Yeah. There you go. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I took both of those photos and I had them sitting in the bleachers in the gym. I'm like, guys, listen, we all know what happened last year to these guys. It's like, well, let me show you a couple things. And they looked at those things and you should have yeah. seen the look in their faces. You got to be kidding, yada, yada. Anyway, yeah. we go out to that game and we had a 1 0 lead late in the game and somebody scored for you about five ago. Muhammad Hussein. Was it? Yeah, it was Moo. Yeah. Okay, I kept thinking, ah, oh, God. So, anyway, um, yeah, I, I was gonna. I, I don't think I've ever told you that I've seen those, but I, I now you know. <laughs> well, they're out there. I know they are. Yeah, but, so it doesn't surprise me. Now, I tell you what, that game though, in particular, the 2013, was that David's freshman year? Actually, no, that was David and Igor's sophomore year. They played. Okay. Um, I think David played most of the game the night the year before, and Igor got in. About half of it, but they were sophomores that year. David, that was the first game that I, I can't remember too much, but David was all over the place that game. He was, he was, he was, he was, I was like, this kid's going to be a player. He's going to be around for a while. Well, he, of all the players, he took that, he took those pictures really personally. Well, that's what you of, want. And, and again, I didn't, I it did. He, he got, I want to say he played angry, but he played with a lot of fire. Weird. I know that. Well, there you go. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, they, they, yeah. I mean, I've taken things, I've, you know, as far as as far as bulletin board material, which y'all have done a good job. Y'all always did a good job of not uh, letting anything out of camp. Um, um, whereas you know, I was, you know, I was a little bit more flamboyant about it, and a little bit more. Again, I felt like I had a program to promote, but um, I was just coaching with this huge chip on my shoulder. But you know, we've taken things. Oh, I'm trying to think. There was one. Um, I always took when we lost to Holy Cross in 2014. I always took the uh, the screenshot. I took of when Jason Franks posted all the. I told this a few weeks ago, and um, I sent the list of all the regional teams, and we weren't on that list. And I sent one like every month to the day for those ten months to our kids. Like we have to do better. So that's what it's there for, I guess. So I I don't. Yeah, you're right. I I try not to do too much of that. The last time I remember doing that was calling out when we played Iroquois, and I think it was 20 – I don't remember what year. We went in there and just – we just absolutely roasted them. But I remember putting on social media that day, your nation, we are coming for you. And we went yeah. over there, and they got it worked out. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. I try not I to could, do much of that, though. No, if I could go back – I mean, if I could go back and – if I were in that spot again, I'd probably still do it again um, just because it's – I mean, I got a program to promote. Just depends on the circumstance too, and the context yeah. of the situation. So, um, what else you got, Chris? Okay, so I feel like these questions are kind of repetitive, but maybe not. Uh, what did the game mean for Fairdale? <sighs> well, uh, no, it's not repetitive. Um, I feel like we I felt like we had a chance to be good that year. Um, got to understand, I was a new guy coming in. I knew there were players. I knew we were going to have depth. I think at one point that summer, we had eighteen juniors. Um, showing up for us uh, just 18 juniors alone so that was a big deal um but we felt great about the work we had put in in july and we handled the business we were supposed to handle in our scrimmages um but at fairdale up to that point though had won plenty of games in their brief history i think fairdale's first program was like in 2008 mario you may be able to give a better answer on that but i think the first year was 2008 uh you i think you're right because i started it is 2008 yeah, I, I started it as an assistant in 2008. So, and I don't remember playing that year, but I think 2009 was my first year as head coach. Uh-huh. And I do okay. believe that was your second year. But I don't know. Okay. You got it. Yeah, it, it, it was 2008. Uh, doesn't look like uh, it's kind of a weird schedule, it looks like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We played you guys for the first time in 09. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And I remember who that is now. Um, that was a, that was a knockdown drag in my game that I remember. There were some kid. There was kids laying all over the field in that game. Hmm. Um, Martin NC. Oh God, Martin NC. So Jesus, I got that guy was a nightmare for me for a couple of years. Yeah, I've heard he was pretty good. Uh, that kid, I'm telling you, I the, the the they beat us. Oh my God, it wasn't this year, but they they torched us one year, and he I, we had no answer for that kid. Um, he still to this day is one of the best forwards. I've seen in, in in the sixth region easily that mm-hmm. I've ever seen. That kid, um, 
I don't know. He was just at that time. He was a bit ahead of where most forwards were, especially in our region and how they played. Um, right. He just he it wasn't he was fast. Yeah, that was easy. He could finish, but he was smart with his runs, and that's what killed you know defenses like mine back then. We just we just couldn't handle him. So yeah, Martin and Cecil was he's one for the ages. That guy. I think in 2010, I may be wrong about the year, but I think in 2010 he had 29 goals. I may be wrong about that. But I, I wouldn't shock me that. a bit. Wouldn't yeah. shock me at all. Um, but, um, you know, so there have been a little bit of success. They've been plenty of wins, but they've never taken that next step as a program by beating a school such as Butler. And I'm a big believer when I get, you know, in all three programs that I've coached, you know, the goal has been, okay, who have we not beaten before? Who who do we need to punch upward and and, and go yeah. after? And now, and I'm willing to be fact, fact and I'm willing to be fact checked here. But looking around the athletics landscape at Fairdale at that time, nobody was beating Butler in anything. So, in fact, at that time, to offer a little bit more context, um, Fairdale had taken a nasty hit on the on the state audit, and we just weren't getting good headlines. But the, you know, in the year leading up to when I got hired. So I kind of used that as a motivator for our guys and that they had a chance to take the school by storm and be a source of pride for the school. And while they weren't as strong as they eventually became, beating you guys is a goal that every program in the sixth region should strive for. Um, so by us beating Butler, we felt like that was a message to the rest of the region that we were a contender or maybe even the favorite to win it all. Um, mm-hmm. Fairdale's program had never been in that position. I really, truly, I'd never been in that position. Even when I was down at Franklin Simpson, we we would win. We were always the favorite to win our district. But when it came to closing the gap between Bowling Green and Greenwood, it just wasn't that wasn't happening. And um, so our players had we'd never been in a position like that. And so from that point on, the expectations have always been high for Fairdale soccer. So, Mario, you, Chris, you're too. I think you're going to be too young for this question, but I'll go ahead and ask anyway. But Mario, you should remember. Mario, you remember that Monday night football game back in like uh, it was the first game back in the Superdome after Hurricane Katrina. Okay. Yeah, think. Can you think back to that? I'm trying know, to think. Uh, oh, five. Saints, Saints, and Falcons. Two that should have been 2006. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't tell you remember specifically, but I, if, if we keep going, I might be able to remember some things. Okay, about so it. it was. It was just like. This, you know, New Orleans had been through such a tough time and everything during Katrina. And, um, you know, there was a play in that game. It was a block punt. And they said the Superdome, the noise, I had the game on. And the noise in the Superdome, like, reached a like a, a fever pitch, like as high as it could possibly go, it seemed like. And I just remember, I was like, I want a game like that for one of my soccer programs. Uh, you know, I don't think, it wasn't going to happen at Franklin Simpson. Um I was like, I, you know, if we get to fair, you know, at Fairdale, I want a game like that. And whether it's against Butler, whether it ends up being up against PR, PRP, um, you know, that's the kind of game I want. I felt like, again, I, I just, I just felt like that game in 2012, that was our game for us where everything after that, the expectations changed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, trying to think who were the quarterbacks in that game down there? I don't, I'm trying to remember who that was. That should have been Drew Brees and Michael Vick. Ah, uh, okay. It was Mike Vick. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was still Michael Vick at that time. So, uh, so what else you got, Chris? All right. So, uh, how much credit belongs to the players? Um. Well, to me, in games like this, it's where when it's especially early in the season, and you've got a new coach. Play uh, players deserve the vast majority of credit. They really do. Um, they bought in that summer. Uh, they worked as hard as any team I've coached since 2006. Um. They won that hard-fought game at Bullet East the night before, so for them to come out the way they did in this game with so much energy and take it to Butler the way we did, that shows how much they chose to buy in. We can't – and, you know, as coaches, Mario, I think you'd agree with this, we can't take for granted, and a lot of coaches do make this mistake, you can't take for granted when your players buy in. They could easily question things, but you say, hey, this is how we're going to do it, and they're all like, all right, let's go, let's do it that way. That is um, – that's something we can't take for granted. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you you've got to uh, you just you can't take anything like that for granted. And you know, going back to that game again that night, um, again, I just I, I wish I could remember more about the preparation for it to get how we were as a team. I just don't remember what kind of um, mindset we had. I, I just, I mean, I think a lot of my kids at the time knew a lot of your kids just because 
a lot of Butler and Fairdale kids live in the same neighborhoods, but uh, yeah, same neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't, I just don't remember more specifics about how we warmed up that night. If I did, I see it and really know it was coming, or did I? I just, I didn't expect that. Put it that way. I just, I didn't mm-hmm. expect to be manhandled. That's about the, that's about the best work we can come up with that night. We just could, we just didn't have it. I don't know why. I still don't know why, but uh, you learn from those things, and we learned. We had a pretty decent season from that on. Right. Um, but like I said, you, you, you can't, like you said, you can't take anything for granted. Um, and any, on any given night, you know how that goes, Jay, any given mm-hmm. night. Right. It just, um, uh, things can happen and you don't plan for it. And when it does, you're like, Oh my God, what happened? So, oh yeah. I think, um, one thing about that, that night and that really and truly that whole season, I mean, again, the players deserve. So, I mean, the vast majority of the credit, I mean, I was coming from the situation that I was coming from. And um, so in a lot of ways, my confidence level wasn't quite where it needed to be <laughs> as as hard as that might be to believe. Um, uh, and, you know, we got kids like Eric Franco and Ben Avalos that basically putting their arm around you saying, Hey, don't worry. Don't worry about this. You know, that's not going to happen here. Um, that's pretty awesome to have, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and even as I sit here and say, don't take that for granted, I sit here and look back and be like, man, I did not appreciate that aspect enough as it is. I mean, um, it's tough to see the forest through the trees, but that's one thing that I just, you know, I'll never be able to thank those kids enough for that. Hey, question, Jay, and I'm not, I was going to bring this up earlier. Um, how well have your players in the past, when you want to make a tactical change mm-hmm. or just tactical change purposes, you know, if, you want to change formation, which means a kid that might have started, you know, two, three games in a row in, in a 4-4-2, four, four, you want to change to a 4-2-3-1, and mm-hmm. somebody's got to come out. Have you ever had a kid that just comes up to you and say, hey, coach, I see what you're doing, and I know it's for the greater good of the team, and I'm and I'll, I'm here if you need me? You ever had a kid yeah. do that? Um, yeah, I mean, Clayton, gosh, Clayton, him. He, he, like, made it a habit to say within the first two minutes, coach, I'm ready when you need me. <laughs> Clayton did that. That was him freshman year, that year. Yeah. So yeah, I have. I, you know, and I may, well, I have, I can't think of one that's actually come up to me and said, "Coach, I see what you're doing. It's a tactical change, and I know I'll be odd man out, but I'm ready." If you, I, I can't think of a kid that's ever done that. Usually, Jay, it goes the other way. They right. out. What did I do wrong? I started three games. Why can't I start now? Some of them, I said, most of them don't see that. They don't understand that. And, you know, we expect that as 16- and 17-year-old boys to understand. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen pros uh, get benched, go to the bench for games on, you know, the EPL, and they sit there like they're just somebody peeing their weedies. So, I don't know. I I always try to, and maybe this is a little bit of overcoaching, but I don't think it is. If you think far enough ahead, like if we, if you've got a game, if you're practicing on Monday and you've got a game on Saturday, right, and nothing mm-hmm. in between, I think at that point you kind of plant the seed in the kids' heads and say, hey, guys, I'm thinking about some kind of lineup change between now and Saturday. Um, don't be surprised if you've been in the starting lineup all season and then you start off as a reserve on, mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday. And that kind of plants the seed. And then as each day goes on, you add more and more details. And then finally, let's say by Thursday or maybe uh, Thursday for sure, give the kid a chance to, to, you know, get, be mad for a day and then get past it. You know, you pull them to the side and say, Hey man, this is what we're doing. This is going to, re- this is going to require us to ask you to step aside for the first five, 10 minutes of the game and let's see how it's going. And then mm-hmm. trust me, you're going to see your opportunities. I almost feel like that might be the way to handle that, or and that's how I, I think I would do it. I would at least try to do it that way. It's not always possible. If you, well, I've always got with the change I'm going to make with like if it's a day of the game, I'll try to call them down during the school day to, to my room during planning. Say, hey, look, I just want you to know this ahead of time. This has got nothing to do with how you're playing, but yeah. there's you know a kid that's for a, ex, a team that's on your side. He's really, really quick, and I don't want him. I don't want to put you in a position to to not succeed because right. you know this kid is a good player. He just may not be as fast as what's on that side tonight, and that's why you know 
And if you try to explain it to it, why, you know, there's a reason why I, you know, take the time to get with them one-on-one and just don't announce a lineup just before the game and say, well, you're not playing. And I'm not telling you why. So. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the, uh, as long as you have the conversation, it's, it's, it's so hard. And so many times I've seen teams that will wait until the day of the game. And this is a mistake I made early on in my career and I should be whooped for it in that I would wait until the day of the game to say, Hey, we're doing this, uh, not so much doing a different lineup because we try and practice that, but, um, those conversations would take place on the bus or something like that. And by the time you get in the game, the kids are shocked they're getting pulled out and then you're having the conversation on the sideline. It's just, it's a bad look. So, yeah, 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 I agree. Um, I try, I try to give them as much <clears throat> lead time as I can. Um, I don't, we don't change. I mean, we run through about two or three formations during the year. Um, mm-hmm. But the last few years, we've been pretty much running the 4 3 3, and it's it's done well. But again, I, you have to have the right guys to run that and uh, run it well. So we'll see what this season holds for us if we have a season, or when we have a season. There you go, Mr. Positive here. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All, right. All right, Christopher, what else you got, my man? Um, okay, so what kind of impact did. Did this game have on the sixth region moving forward? Um, well, I mean, I, like I said, I think it raised the level of competition. I mean, it draw it drew, certainly brought a lot of eyes to Fairdale. Like, oh, Fairdale's good now. And Butler got better as a program after that. Um, Fern Creek got better after that. And we were on our way as well. Not quite as successful as those two schools, but we were on our way. We were we were about you know we were set to go on a pretty good run. Um, and so you now he had also had rivalries on the soccer front. I mean, that's always good for the game. Kids get excited. Schools get excited. Um, so, I mean, and now we've got multiple schools that are, let's call it what it is, Title One that have a chance to win the region. You've got Butler and Fern Creek. Those two are always going to be in contention. Um, you've got Bullet East. And so now, I mean, you've got at least a handful of schools that are contenders for the regional championship. And not every region can say that. So, and I think a lot of that started, I think a lot of that started in that season in 2012 and, and, um, mm-hmm. and, and maybe even that night. So, oh, yeah. so those, that's, I agree. Definitely. that's my opinion. That's my opinion. But, I, I, I don't disagree with that at all whatsoever. Right. So, okay. Well, I got a question about this season for Carrillo. Um, have they said how many kids you can have on a varsity roster? Like, is there going to be a limit? Uh, well, okay. They're not going to limit you to a number on an actual roster. They're going to limit you to the number actually in uniform on the field. Just like they did football with 60, they're going to limit varsity in uniform during any game to 24, which is exactly what they do are supposed to do for postseason, but they usually right. don't for district and region. So, um, And it's just to, you know, maintain as least – the amount of numbers on the bench as possible. Um, I that I don't know how you, Jay used to do it, but I always used to hold varsity uniforms for kids that earned it, like a, a sophomore or maybe even a freshman that, you know, halfway through the season really worked his tail off and really could help you. I always liked to promote those kids throughout the season because right. it always gave them something to – to shoot for and keep working for and it, it's it's worked wonders for what, how we do things it's almost like giving a um like you know in college yeah mm-hmm. football a, a walk on a scholarship that's how these sure. kids take that and i mm-hmm. and when you see the look on their face hey you're getting a varsity uniform and it's just like and they they look at you like oh my god i did it so that's why i do it um but yeah they're gonna hold it to 24 this year uh, on the sidelines for soccer boy soccer I think um, I'd be gosh, I, Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's foolish for anybody to have that have that cap and say, okay, uh, we've got our our roster set. Nobody can move up. You know, I mean, I think that's uh, that's that's dumb. I, I you know, over the last couple of years, uh, my last two years at Fairdale, we didn't quite have the depth that we did in the earlier part of the decade. So I wasn't able to do that as much. But one thing I did do was I'd keep a captain's fan. And I, you know, my philosophy was always to have four captains and um, because just never know who's going to be hurt, you know, whatever's going to happen. And um, I always had a philosophy of, okay, I'm going to keep a fifth captain's band and and promote somebody at the beginning of October if there's somebody. 
And um, I think in 2018, we were able to do that. Last year, there wasn't anybody. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm back. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know what happened, but I'm back. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so. but I was just asking that because, I don't know, it just, just seems kind of odd to me, you know, how many players are going to have on the bench. And I don't know, just seems like a mess. <laughs> we will find out. Yeah, totally. So. Well, all right. That, that's all the questions I have. If any, if you all want to add anything else, no. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. What you got, Mario? No, no, no. Go ahead. I took, I took for Chris. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I think, like I said, I think every coach has a game like this where, like Mario, you said, you. I mean, after that season, you were having to reevaluate, and also think there's games where a coach figures out that, hey, okay, I can do this. I can do this pretty well. And that was that, that game for me. And I've certainly had games where I was like, holy crap, okay, i got to reevaluate again. Time to pivot again. Um, but I think that was, you know, for our program, when you're trying to build a program, every program's got a game like that where they finally just broke through. And sure. they, took it up, they took it up a level. And I think that was the case that night. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I um, – I, no, honestly – the manual game from last year when we pulled that go. out, I, I, I really thought the timetable for that would have been at least a couple of years ago, but it, we, we tied them the year before, I think, or two years before. Uh, we were getting close every year. I'm like, God, we just got to, we're knocking on this damn door. It's coming off the hinges. And then we <laughs> finally got through. And I, I remember after that game last year, um, I walked back to my car and I sat there. And I was again. I don't know why I'm always the last to leave away games. I don't know why I do that. And I sat there. I was actually parked on the manual track, looking at the field. And I just said, "We finally did it." And uh, you just uh, you think back to everything that you've ever done, and and to get to that point. And now the hard part really starts is to keep it there and keep mm-hmm. it going. So it's hard to get there, but it's hard to. It's even harder to stay there and keep. Take it to another level. So, oh yeah, there was a uh, there was a podcast I saw, and I've been meaning to listen to it. Where there are three, they said there were three types of coaches. Um, you know, Howard Schnellenberger used to say this too. Chris, I don't know if you know who that is, but Mario should. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, he said there are the there are the planters and there are the gardeners, and uh, or the caretakers, and those are the, there's it's those different types of coaches and. So basically, Chris, your planters are the are the coaches that build the program. They go through the losing seasons and they but they kind of lay a foundation. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then and then the coach that comes in after that is the one that kind of you know either takes it up, you know, expands the garden or um, takes care of it as it is and keeps you know being just as successful. Um, I don't know which job I would rather have. I've always seen myself as more of a planter, um, but at the same time. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind trying to be a gardener. Uh, I wouldn't mind trying to be a caretaker or a gardener um, one more time before, you know, before life times up. <laughs> That's interesting. I never thought about that either. Um, you know, as a gardener, though, you know, you put the work in, and you know, if it doesn't work, you know, if you don't, you know, reap a lot of fruit, whatnot, mm-hmm. there's really not that much. Okay, well then we'll try again next season. But if you yeah. come as a gardener after a uh, planter who's done really good and you don't do as well. I can, I can see, I can understand that. I've, al- I've always heard that uh, you don't want to replace the guy. Uh, you want to replace the guy that replaced the guy, the girl. <laughs> so, and I can agree with, it. I've been in both situations and um, you know, uh, I, you know, after I stepped away in 2015, uh, the coach that stepped in for me, um, he, <laughs> he struggled and um so it looks like it looks like coach cook though over at over at fairdale looks like he's uh looks like he's doing a nice job so far so good if there's a season we'll we'll know for sure but um they sounds like they've made some progress too so we will see that's awesome i'm glad he got that totally so all right boys well that's it for me that's all i got to say that was good i'm like i said when i found out i was gonna the subject of this i'm like man i gotta go think back and uh, like I mentioned to you earlier today, Jay, I, that one instance that happened, I didn't think about that until last night. I hadn't thought about that actual instance. And, Chris, I'll tell you about it later because I've never told you this. Um, 
until last night. Probably hadn't thought about it in eight or ten years. Yeah. yeah. And and then it just kind of started. You get memories coming back. But, uh, yeah, it's funny how that works. Everything just comes. I know. <laughs> Bad yeah, things yeah. you try to suppress. <laughs> right. I mean, every time I think back to one of these games, whether we won or lost, it's like, no, I forgot about that. Huh? I'm definitely um, glad, glad I forgot about that. <laughs> there's what real quick, and I'm gonna I'm gonna end it. There's one game, Jay, and it was the absolute worst coaching game of my career by far. It was a tournament game at Meade County. We played Boone County in a two o'clock game. We had a 10 a.m. game that morning. I tell my guys, uh, Chris, have you heard this from me? Uh, I might have. Was that okay? No, it was in Meade County. We played and tied uh, Meade County at the 10 a.m. game. Two o'clock game against Boone County, which at the time Boone County had it going on. This is like 2009 or 10. So I told my guys, all right, go get Subway type food for lunch. Don't 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 go eat you know hot fries and Mountain Dew whatnot. Oh, these yes, I have heard this. These geniuses, Jay. These geniuses thought, you know what? Chinese food. That's it. It's got it's got it's got you know rice and what can be great for us. Jay, we got yep. beat ten nothing for fun. Wow. These these guys were standing. It, it was. <laughs> I, I I that's the worst game I've ever had in my life. Ten nothing. I think that's the only game I've ever got mercy. I think, but. Uh, yeah. I'll never forget that game. Chinese food. That's always a running joke now. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. I'm trying to think. Uh, I know uh, I know. I had a couple games like that down in Franklin Simpson. Uh, I'm sure I had them at Warren East. I mean, it, 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 isn't it just helpless? You have a helpless feeling? Yeah. yeah anything you try, anything you do, anything you put in, anything you change, nothing works. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've had games like that. Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, you're trying to – uh, yeah, it doesn't matter who the goalie is. Doesn't matter. No. The kids are like saying, or kids are saying, "Coach, put me in." I'm like, "You really think it's going to make a difference right now?" Uh, so, of course, yeah. you don't say that, but you're thinking it to yourself. <laughs> so, if you could write a book over the things you're thinking to yourself, at that time. I know. Oh. Well, guys, this was a good one again. I appreciate you having me. If you going to do another one, at least some. Yeah, yeah I appreciate yep. you having me. On. So, all right, have a good, have a good rest of the week, Mario. All right, you too, guys. Later. All right, Chris, we're done. That's step to the podcast. Good job tonight, and everybody yep. check out Hot Brown Soccer Town Thursday night. All right, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. All right, see you, Chris. Thanks.